0: To the Popcorn Junkies are uh, reviewing a movie, British movie called Little Joe. It's directed by Jessica Hausner, who directed a film called Lords. I never know quite how you pronounce that. L O U R D E S is it Lords or Lordes? It stars Emily Beecham and Ben Whishaw, who we are an enor- enormous fans of in this household. Not just for his wonderful turn as Paddington Bear, he does the voice but also in the recent David Copperfield. It's curious to know how this film's being built because it's it's a comedy, it's a sort of sci-fi futuristic horror. Probably if you had other films to kind of reference back to that uh, this film is like, uh, I'd say probably things like Day of the Triffids, that you know, the John Wyndham book was it? Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's essentially a tale of doom and gloom and fear and worry and horror through the lens of a botanical pharmaceutical company. Now, I personally hated the day of the Triffids. I also hated the invasion of the body snatchers, not because they weren't frightening. I think as a kid, I was really scared, but I didn't really buy into the whole concept of dangerous flowers or plants or killer plants. I don't know, sort of great big irises wandering around with rooty legs. Just didn't get my goat as a kid. It didn't fire me up. I didn't believe it. That's not to say that, you know, um, fly catchers and all those sorts of things are quite cool and that's not to say that there isn't horror to be had within a sort of more botanical area but I don't think this film is is solely interested in that. It uses the uh, activities of a pharmaceutical company that are trying to you know it's left kind of oblique what this company is trying to do but you would assume that they're trying to create flowers and um, plants um, that can win awards, they keep generally talking about them winning awards, but they're plants that um, are potentially going to be used for pharmaceutical purposes, so biotech and all that kind of stuff. It, it is about the flower and the danger this flower presents to humans, but it's also about the danger humans present to humans and institutions present to humans too. So Emily Beecham was one best actress at Cannes. That's quite a huge accolade. She certainly gives a very compelling performance. A neat way of getting a grab on her character is her name's Alice. She's um, a mother to Joe. She's separated from her partner. She works for this pharmaceutical company. She's essentially a scientist. She works in a lab and she's a plant breeder. And she makes the mistake, as you probably saw in the trailer, of bringing one of these plants home for her son, and she calls it Little Joe. Now, the thing about these plants that we discover in a very sort of graduated, slow drip, drip effect across the body of the film, is that these flowers emit a sort of pollen-like poof scent. It sort of does that every poof". And if you're unlucky enough to be in the vicinity of inhaling it, though the film leaves it kind of unanswered whether it's a permanent change or whether you know being sort of subjected to this pollen over time makes you more sort of hooked into into what these plants do you you, you essentially become almost charmed and enslaved to the plant and the film goes to great lengths to describe the way in which um Alice the played by Emily Beecham Her and her co-scientists have created this plant. It's a sterile plant. So they've used genetic modification to create a plant that can't reproduce. So there's a sense of urgency for the plant. And I think this film is probably at its strongest when we're sitting on really wide, slowly panning, slowly tracking, sometimes just static shots of the medical-like greenhouses where thousands or hundreds of these red, flowers, plants, with this kind of very dif- definitive kind of sprinkly bit at the top, uh, look like a red dandelion. They actually look like something out of um, Green Eggs and Ham, you know, Dr. Seuss and all that kind of stuff. You know, they're manufacturing these things. And so it's at its best when it's sort of scene setting or creating a mood and creating a feeling of an organisation having unleashed unwittingly an incredibly dangerous, um, essentially dangerous creature in the form of this plant and it just so happens that this plant is an incredibly static thing other than when it does this and so the film is a slow burn and I feel that the great strength of this film is that it sort of it winds its spring really tightly as we're going along, and so you're kind of moving through this, and you're watching character after character. Their personalities are changing, and not only in terms of how the plant, Little Joe plant, how it's affecting people, but it's also making humans interact with with each other in a more conniving, underhand way because what this scent or pollen effectively does to those who breathe it in is make the person who's breathed it in a protector and an advocate if you like of the plant's longevity So in a sense, if you inhale this scent, you will do anything to protect the plant, whether that means essentially deceiving your work colleagues, uh, pretending to fancy someone, you'll go to ludicrous social lengths in order to ensure that the the survival of this plant, this species that's been artificially created continues. So all of that's quite rich, I think that's all quite rich. But then the other side to it all that kind of kicks in around halfway through, which I think is probably the film's richest uh, vein, if you like, is that, of course, we start to tickle at the edges of the way in which this is perhaps how, you know, antidepressants and mood-enhancing drugs have been developed over over years. And so you get to a point where everyone starts to comment on the fact that by in- Inhaling the scent and the pollen of the the Little Joe plants, a lot of people feel a degree of contentment with their lives, or they settle for second best, or suddenly things that seemed really sort of problematic aren't problematic, and they're they're less sort of angst-ridden about stuff. And so you then get to this place where as people become less angst-ridden, and as people become more dedicated to just making sure and ensuring that this plant survives, you start to ask questions about what is happiness. Is this about? Is this a meditation on our sort of societal addiction to antidepressants? Is it? Is it a meditation on what exactly are our emotions if and when substances are taken into our bodies and they effectively make us a sort of calmer version of ourselves? Is there a problem with that? And I think it asks questions about the nature of happiness, the nature of what it means to be. A sort of emotional individual and whether those emotions are manipulated from the outside of ourselves or whether we can manipulate those emotions ourselves, does it really matter? The tone of this film is incredibly odd. It reminded me of films like uh, Britannia Hospital. It, it very much feels like it sits within a very sort of stilted, odd, formal uh, British uh, tradition of kind of avant-garde filmmaking it's a bit experimental it's very strange i mean the script and the dialogue is incredibly Um, stilted and it's meant to be very silly and very funny and there are great long pauses and people are sort of looking at each other so it's clearly a sort of caricature of sorts you know right down to the way in which people dress and the colors are incredibly defined and the interiors are incredibly sterile and the camera is constantly doing these very slow tracking shots it it kind of reminded me a little bit of Wes Anderson and yet it lacks what I felt you know Wes Anderson has that thing where a bit like this shot every conceivable little detail has been considered. There were there weren't much details in this. It was a very sterile, very medical sort of look to this film, which suits the subject matter. But that kind of served to keep a sort of sterility within you know one's relationship with the characters. They were kind of at arm's length, and because they were all a bit weird and all a bit dysfunctional, it was very hard to reach in and connect on a sort of warmth warmth level so it's definitely a film that promises horror it suggests horror it infers horror is on its way and yet horror never really quite lands i think the more horrific moments as i've said before are in the moments where other humans go to extraordinary lengths and perhaps go against what would be normal human behavior in order to protect the plant or to manipulate what people are doing so that for me was the more chilling element to the whole to the whole film and yet this plant that keeps sort of emitting this scent it was like at the moment that it first emitted its scent in a in a weird way that was kind of like the money shot so you've had that once you can't, you can't do too much with that. I mean, at least, I guess that's why Day of the Triffids you know, the, the designers of the Triffids decided to make their sort of rooty bottoms kind of move around a bit so they could move around and suck people's heads off. So for me, the real menace in this film, the real menace, as I've said, is the institution, is the pharmaceutical company but a, a really guilty pleasure for me in terms of the performances in this film uh, Ben Whishaw is great, he's very odd, he's very weird, you wonder how weird he might just be in real life that he can just just to be very weird. Emily Beecham was very mannered. She was very good. Um, I didn't buy into her maternal relationship with her son prior to like, you know, all the plants and scents. And I didn't feel that the film spent time setting up a meaningful relationship. between her and him so that you cared about the shift. In fact, I think if there was any problem with this film, none of the relationships were really fully fleshed out prior to these flowers pumping their scent out and changing everyone's behaviour so you didn't really get a sense of loss or change and you didn't really get a sense of, oh no, he's becoming like that because everyone sort of came, everyone started in this film at a very strange level. So at times although I was getting frustrated with this film when I was thinking favourably about it I was thinking, well perhaps this is a really subtle pastiche of our sort of antidepressant culture I can't work out if it was taking and it was taking a swipe at our antidepressive, the use of antidepressants, or whether it was saying god hang on guys we're possibly entering a new reality. I mean I think if I, being favourable to the film, I think what I took from it that made it more horrific than perhaps it was even necessarily trying to be was the idea that a sort of flat bland mundanity um, is going to become more and more the norm if we sign up to more and more of these kind of artificially created drugs and serums and antidepressants and all that kind of stuff. I struggle with antidepressants, and one of my issues with it, and a lot of people who are on antidepressants, one of their issues is trying to identify their real emotions versus the sort of manufactured emotions or the amplified emotions caused by their use of drugs, um, mood-enhancing drugs. And I think this film could have afforded to in, examine that a little bit more, and I wondered whether we could have explored the idea of of of, of where is depression real, where is depression not real. So I think you know where this film was richest was where you were wondering you know, what's the real person? What's the real me? Who's the real character? Is is this the real Ben Whishaw, dealing with Emily Beecham's character? Is Emily Beecham being a real mum here? When she hands, you know, her son over to her, her ex-husband or ex-partner, does she care? And is the caring or not caring a mood enhancement? Or is that actually her in a happier place? And if being in a happier place means that we're all blandly wandering around in a, a sort of, like robots. I mean, there was a moment where it felt very much like, do you remember that film, The Stepford Y? where everyone was sort of wandering around in a slightly automaton-like way, a bit robotic. You know, if that brings a sort of, a, a sort of societal state of... Because what's funny is you have this resistance to this plant and this flower from the higher echelons of the, of the biotech company and then gradually as everyone becomes sort of infected if you like everyone just becomes really chilled and really kind of oh yeah whatever it's going to be fine and and in a weird way you could argue that this film is a sort of advocacy for um, just sitting back chilling out and not worrying about shit too much just take whatever's there because you know at the end of the day every emotion we feel is manipulated in some way by something There is a line in the film, and I think it comes from the David Wilmot character, who's kind of like head of the research unit. He's a cracking character actor, actually in this, and he was kind of my guilty pleasure. But there's a line where he says something along the lines of, if it makes us feel okay and happy, what's not to like about this? Flower, plant, drug, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, you do end up wondering, well, yeah, do, do we do we want to be happy? I think what the film was trying to do in its sort of style, the way it was shot, the way the production design was done, the sort of neatness and precision of everything, the stiltedness of the conversation, even the positioning of characters in shot was very formal. You know, Ben Whishaw would be standing looking one way and it wouldn't move too much. I think all of that was kind of inferring that if we do go this route of just taking more and more drugs and manipulating our emotions more and more, or managing our emotions more, more and more. We're going to end up with an incredibly structured, staid, static, flat reality. But I think the film suffered under the weight of that flatness sometimes. So this film doesn't really hit its target perfectly, I'd say. I think it's an adventurous, sometimes funny and very 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 odd perspective on on an age in which we're all pursuing sort of happiness via some kind of genetic modification we're all looking for answers outside of ourselves we're all looking to manage our emotions outside of ourselves the plant lacked malevolence the humans had a degree of malevolence but their malevolence only went so far and then it sort of stopped it sort of It sort of plateaued, and then there wasn't really anywhere else for the film to go. And yet, in a weird way, I think that was the point of the film, that we reached this sort of flat... And yet it leaves us, the film leaves us wondering whether it is in fact such a bad thing that we're all slightly anaesthetised because aren't we all slightly anaesthetised by everything we take, whether it be smoking, drinking coffee, caffeine, uh, alcohol, you name it, everything we do, sex, work, you name it, whatever we get addicted to is kind of t- mood enhancing, isn't it? So is there a problem necessarily with, with manufacturing stuff like this that makes us all feel, eh, all right, whatever, like we've had a split. The style of this film, the feel of this film, I mean, it's a very, the, the soundtrack is incredibly scrapey and, and futuristic and odd and, and and strange it has a sort of almost a Chinese element there was a sort definitely a, a feel of sort of um Zen-like simplicity, almost uh, what those bonsai, almost bonsai tree-like thing, and the music would add this slightly oriental feel to the the proceedings. I don't know if you see it. Let me know what you think. Camera-wise, lots of pans, very slow tracking shots, lots of reveals. But it would use this very odd device throughout the film, which I thought was quite telling actually. Where it would say have two people in shot, so you'd have Ben Whishaw and Emily Beecham, and the camera would push in on the two of them talking to each other and it would carry on past them as if it had forgotten that it needed to focus on them. Now, I think that was there for a very, very specific reason. That movement, and having been on antidepressants myself, that movement was re- very redolent, was redolent and reminiscent of what it's like when you're put in this sort of slightly cotton woolly sort of headspace when you're anti- on antidepressants, where you can be present, but your focus, mentally, visually even, can just drift and drift and drift and there were about three or four moments in the film where quite critical scenes would just be left and the characters would be ignored and the camera would just drift off as if even the camera operator had been sort of infected by this this plan and had lost interest and just gone away so what do I think all in all I'd say it's a fascinating film it's an odd film it's a strange film it's a very British film as I'd say um, stylistically, there's, there's a lot to like about it. I do like the design of the plant. I do just think I have a fundamental problem with plant-based horror. Not plant-based burgers or anything like that, but plant-based, plant-based horror. I thought the ensemble cast were good. I liked all the stuff around the politics of the biotech company and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I feel it was trying to say something quite profound about contemporary society's reliance on medication and mood-enhancing drugs. And I think it was trying to say something quite compelling about who are we in in light of taking these drugs or being around these drugs? What's the real us versus the amplified us? And I don't think it comes up with any answers. Um, and I don't think it, but I think if you're going into this expecting a horror film, you're going to be sorely disappointed. It's very much a mood piece. It's a tone piece. Just not entirely sure what the mood was meant to be or what our tonal sum up was really definitely one you should watch don't go expecting jump scares or anything like that for more film and family fun don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update